Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. 1-300-736-736, your snap judgments. So came across an Essendon supporter who was so disheartened they left Moorabbin halfway through the third quarter. It's early in the year to be feeling like that. And a Tiger fan who thought that the key problems of last year were there on display against Melbourne as the opposition walked it out of defence and went down to score at the other end. Your ideas of what happened in the trials. Snap judgments are for Snap Fitness on a mission to help you feel fantastic. one 736 736 Ryan's on the road. Welcome to you, Ryan. Good day, Jared. How are you going? I'm well, thank you. Excellent. Jared, uh, so it may be a typical snap judgment on Richmond. Now, I know Dusty could be one of the uh, wild cards playing in the playing, you know, attacking 50, but um, he's never been a very good defensive player running both ways. So the, the way the ball has the last two weeks I watched practice games, and the way that came out of our attacking 50 so easily ran by the opposition, well, it's, it's like alarming. I don't think they can fight Dusty two-time as a whole in, in our attacking 50. I think we still need to play 60-40 in the midfield. Um, also, that might be a surprising factor for opposition. You know, he, he's a smart player to actually get in the holes in our attacking 50 and make the most of it. Ryan, I can't quite pick up what you're saying there. Let's just have a fiddle around in the background and, and see if we can get you on a better line. I've got half the gist of what you're saying without the, without the, the full context. Albert's in Essendon. Welcome to you, Albert. Yeah, good morning, Jared. My snap judgment is that Kaczynski Mahalbog couldn't kick the side of a cow. I think he'd have to be one of the worst kicks in the league. I watched him take a set shot and his feet splay out, I'd say, 30 degrees. How you expect to put an oblong ball on the crown on the side of your foot with that sort of foot positioning? If he can't do it by now in his career, Jared, he never will. We're going to suffer if he's going to be continued to be not earn his ball in the forward line. Stick him in the back. Make him earn it. Snap judgment, Albert, harsh, harsh snap judgment. What he kicked one goal for on the weekend. Uh, see if he can figure it out. The black caviar approach is better for fans. That's from Anton. Nice. Uh, Ryan, Ryan, let's see if that line's a bit better. Very good, Jared. Uh, sorry about that. Hey, yeah, no, I was just saying uh, the way the, the ball came out of attacking 50 for Tigers has been alarming the last couple of games. Um, I don't think they should be playing Dusty 100% now back in 50. He's now been a very defensive player. Yep. Um, I think he should be still playing 60-40 in favor of midfield. And uh, he's smart enough player to get into that hole now back in 50 and make the most of it. And I surely don't think they should be playing Kochi now back in 50. Uh, they've got to play uh, Maurice Rioli Jr. as well as one of the other smallest, uh, small players like Liam Baker to have the intensity now back in 50. But they can't afford to have the opposition run from our attacking 50 to their attacking 50 that easily. I mean, everything else is in place. I know it might be a typical snap judgment. I, I really think there's no way they can afford to play caution and dusty full time in our attacking 50. That's not snap judgment. Thanks, Ryan. Good to have your thoughts on the Tigers and Dusty there. Simon's in Preston. Welcome, Simon. 
G'day, Jared. My snap judgment is the demons are going to re uh, reduce their reliance on the key players, and uh, so Grundy to help Gorn more, uh, Pickett and Sparrow and Harms and Brayshaw, um, and Neil Bullen to help uh, Viney Oliver and uh, Petrarca more. Uh, Hunter's going to be a real addition, so I think Melbourne will probably, uh, hopefully, <laughs> pace their season out and really be peaking at the, uh, at the right end this year. Simon, thank you. Thank you. Aaron, Carlton supporter, already worried about Melbourne. They are hungry and determined. They are the team to beat this year. Thanks, Jared. And Jim Bob of Heathmont, if Winx is the champion benchmark then it's only fitting that Collingwood is the happy clapper, looks threatening in the run, but can never make it past the leader. one 736 736 If these preseason games are, are track gallops or jump outs, what we saw on the weekend were trials, what goes into your black book? The black caviar approach that is very much on display with Melbourne or just tuck in and catch the eye late. It's Hawthorne Membership Day. Sam Mitchell is going to join me shortly. Get a free upgrade on Hawthorne Membership today. Join now at hawks.team slash SEN. Cast your snap judgments. And did Max Gorn kick three goals in that game? I don't think he did. I don't think Gorn and Grundy combined for six, despite what we're all being told. We'll work through that next. Spargo can go for home, we'll go for Max. He goes for home. Oh, and it's hit the post, or is it a push in the back to Chandler? It hit the ladder, right? Yeah, so there was no real need to push Chandler out. It's a goal. There's the push out, and uh, well, how was that a goal yeah, then? It's flushed the middle of the post. So, should it be Chandler's kick? Rather than a goal? Well, it should be, but let's just say it was going to be the same result. We've just saved ourselves a couple of seconds, Dwayne. Okay. <laughs> it's working like that this year, is it? <laughs> not sure. I think there's one thing we can guarantee. That we'll get a run with Jared Whiteley tomorrow on 360. <laughs> the score of you. It'll be right under the under the pump early. You've got him coming back a day early, Jared, but oh, I know sorry. what you mean. It's Monday. Sunday tomorrow. Yes, yeah. Monday it's back, 360. <laughs> he might be that incensed. He might put a special <laughs> show on tomorrow. All right, all right. So this is weird. This is super weird. Thanks to Jared. Second quarter, 6.47 to go. Charlie Spargo from long range kicks the ball long to the goal square. Kyle Chandler gets pushed in the middle of the back. The ball hits the post. Now, inexplicably, the umps come together and decide that it's a goal. So this is either the invention of the gimme in AFL, or he would have taken the shot from the goal line, so we're happy just to register that as a goal. So is it Chandler's goal because he couldn't have missed or is it Spargo's goal even though it flushed the post? Even more bizarre, on the AFL official timeline of the game, this score is registered as a Max Gorn goal. It falls between Ben Brown's behind and Alex Neil Bullen's behind. So you can go back and watch it in the flow of the game. There's no mistaking which score this is. The Melbourne goals, nine in the first half goes. Spargo, Gorn, McDonald, Grundy, Grundy. Then after quarter, half time, after quarter time, Grundy, Neil Bullen, Gorn. That's the eighth. And then this ninth goal, which gets registered to Gorn and takes him to three goals and has Gorn and Grundy kick six between them. Except that's not actually what happened. Max Gorn didn't kick three goals. I'm happy to correspond on this. If you've got a little more time... 
I've watched the game back this morning. I've watched the mini. Somehow or other, that ball that hit the post is registered as a Max Gorn goal. It's one of the more bizarre things I can think of. But there we go. So I don't think Gorn and Grundy did combine for six goals. I'm pretty sure Grundy kicked three, Gorn kicked two, and then this really, really odd goal, which I don't think anyone knows who to credit it to because it hit the post. Odd. That's weird. Ark not on duty during the preseason matches. Your Snap Judgment, Snap Fitness is with you every step of the way. Snapfitness.com.au. 0433 98 11 16. 40 Winks Temper Text. 0433 98 11 16. Temper a mattress like no other. James is in Vermont. James, welcome. Morning, Jared. How are you? I'm well. Snap Judgment is after watching the Blues for the last two to three years when this serious rebuild commenced. It seems pretty obvious that we've got the spine right. We've got some great midfielders, but glaringly obvious that's lacking is one or two quality goal-kicking small forwards. We've got the pressure small forwards right, but if you look at their stats over the last few years, they just don't kick goals. They are young and coming through, but unless that part of it lifts its game and they start really putting scoreboard on, like Cosy Pickett or like... Uh, who's the Geelong guy, Stengel. Unless they start doing that, the Blues, I reckon Nathan might have nailed it. They might not have enough scoreboard pressure to win games. James, terrific. Thank you. Craig is on the road. Have you got a snap judgment, Craig? Yeah, the Bombers uh, a little bit sad. Um, since the drug supplement scandal, I think we're uh, almost 12 years into our five-year rebuilding plan. And I was really hoping Brad Scott would bring something new, but we just seem to be over handballing again, handballing the people under pressure and just bombing it into the goals, hoping someone would mark it and go forward. Um, your reference to the, the races, I think if it was a horse, it'd be on his way to Uncle Ben's. <laughs> Craig, I don't know whether I actually should have laughed at that or not. Thanks for your snap judgment. Andrew's in Taylor's Lakes. Hello, Andrew. Good, Jared. How are you going? I'm well. That's good. Um, just a quick one on Lockie Plowman, mate. Um, I can't, I can't really understand why we keep playing this guy. Um, he's reckless. He's, um, he's a turnover king. Um, I don't think we can move forward with him in our team. Um, I know uh, Zach Williams is out for the year, but um, I just hope he's not our replacement. Andrew, pessimism on a Monday morning. After the after the trial games, Andrew, thank you. Tim's in North Haven. Tim, on the imagine how all of this sounds in England this morning. Welcome, Tim. Oh, I'm so glad I'm not in England for the first time ever. I reckon, Jared. Um, I want to use this also as snap judgment, but also cleansing my soul because I've been destroyed from three o'clock this morning, and I'm just thinking, my beloved Red Devils, maybe we're just not quite as good as we think we might be after winning a. A trophy last week. We've gone from heaven to hell in the space of less than seven days against the old rival. And I'm on the way into work to cop an absolute beating from a bunch of them, mate. So if you don't hear from me again, you know why. <laughs> as bad as you've seen, Tim? Uh, without doubt. We've seen, some, we've seen some rubbish since Sir Alex left. Yep. Um, I guess the only thing to hang your hat on is the fact that the year as a whole, you've got to look at it as a, as a full package, not just the one game. I mean, we started off terribly. Match day two, we lost to Brentford 4-0, uh, and we were all ready to just 
you know, t- uh, curl up the toes at that point. But we've had an amazing turnaround. But, as you know, if it's Carlton or Collingwood or the Crows or Port or in any in any world sport, the last team you want to lose to in such an embarrassing manner is your arch rival. And that's exactly what we just did, mate. Seven mil. Tim, good luck for the day ahead. I fancy you'll need it. Thanks for sharing your snap judgment with us. Hey, Jared, my friend works for Champion Data and was at the game. Apparently, Gorn socked the goal off camera and the umpires called advantage. <laughs> the ball hit the post, Brad. So if you're being sold that as an explanation, that's not going to wash. You can't have advantage with a ball ricocheting off the post.